digital marketing can be a complement to one-to-one activities and can do some things that one-to-one activities can never do. Welcome back to What The Fundraising. I'm your host, Mallory Erickson, and this podcast is for impact leaders and change makers who are looking to fundamentally change the way they lead and fundraise. This episode is part of a very special series called The People Behind the Products. There is no sponsorship or industry money behind the production of this series, and all the editorial content was at the sole discretion of the What The Fundraising team. Today, I'm interviewing Aiden Augustine. Aiden is a visionary leader, co-founder, and chief revenue officer at Feather, a marketing software company now designed specifically for nonprofits. Nonprofits have unique marketing requirements in comparison to other organizations, with their focus primarily on generating awareness and engaging potential donors. And in the digital age, simply showcasing the work that they do is not enough. In this episode, Aiden shares valuable insights on how nonprofits should approach marketing, and he even emphasizes the importance of transparency and ethics in marketing. Just like with fundraising, instead of viewing marketing as a necessary evil, nonprofits should see it as a powerful tool to create positive change. By focusing on the potential impact on mission achievement, Aiden encourages nonprofits to fully embrace marketing strategies and tactics designed specifically for their needs. There is so much wisdom inside this episode. He dropped so many incredible tips and tricks. So let's dive in so you can meet Aiden and learn from him right now. Hi, everyone. I am so excited to be joined here today with Aiden Augustine. Aiden, welcome to What the Fundraising. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. So let's start with you just sharing everything about you and Feather and what brings you to our conversation today. So I'm the co-founder, president, and chief revenue officer at Feather. Feather makes marketing software specifically designed for nonprofits. So we help nonprofits grow their online presence through a combination of website analytics, targeted digital advertising, email marketing automation, kind of all in one place. So multi-channel digital marketing, specifically designed for nonprofits. We serve about 1,200 plus organizations currently and rapidly growing. So that's Feather. Amazing. And I was so excited to hear about your product and the gap that I feel like you're filling in this sector. Can we just start and talk about, because you do work in marketing beyond just nonprofits, what do you see as sort of the specific marketing needs and sort of current situation for nonprofits in particular? Sure. Well, I'll start with the obvious, but people are spending a lot more time online than they used to. And even in the last three years, the numbers have jumped somewhat considerably as behavior change related to the pandemic. So in 2019, the number was something around six hours and 51 minutes was spent online every day by the average US adult, which sounds like a staggering stat already. Uh, And that was 2019. But that number went up by a full hour per day in 2020 and has gone up two more times by about 10 to 15 minutes per year in 21 and 22. So now it's over eight hours per day that the average US adult is spending online in 2022. So I think that's where I would start, which is as people spend more time online, one's marketing and communications should spend more time online. So reach people where they are. That's been a change that's obviously been ongoing for many years now, but it has meaningfully accelerated in recent years. And the nonprofit sector, I think, has been a little bit slower to catch up with some of those trends and to therefore capitalize on the opportunity 
are presented by people spending more time online and the various digital marketing techniques and the technologies that enable those techniques in order to maximize their mission by reaching, whether it's more donors, more supporters, raising more awareness, reaching the target population that they're attempting to serve, promoting their programs more efficiently, more effectively. So these are all the benefits and the opportunities around reaching people more effectively through digital communication channels and digital marketing techniques. And so tying it back, uh, that's what we're here for. So that's kind of Feather's animus is trying to bridge that gap and bring these technologies and tactics and best practices that have been quite common in the business world over the last 10 years and appropriately apply them to the nonprofit sector. It's not just copy and paste by any means. Again, I think that is part of our reason for existence is just using existing marketing software or marketing plans that were very much built and designed for businesses may not be effective. I think there is an appropriate interpretation and application to the uniqueness of nonprofit sector. I know I said a lot there, but that, that's what we're seeing in some of our reason for existence and, and the gaps we're trying to help bridge. I love that you're talking about the unique needs of nonprofits while utilizing essentially overarching practices that we see effective in other markets. So like there's this constant conversation around have your nonprofit be more like a business, have your nonprofit be less like a business. Like I feel like there's always this sort of conversation. And what I hear you saying is like, okay, marketing has not been adopted as swiftly or as quickly by the nonprofit sector as we've seen in other markets where it's been really effective. We want to apply that knowing to the nonprofit sector and recognize that it's not exactly the same. It needs different things. It needs to be customized differently. The tools need to be different. I love the way that you frame that. Like, Talk to me a little bit about some of the unique things or differences that you've noticed and how that really plays a role in nonprofits' ability to market their message. Right. As a little bit of a side note, we have this tagline at Feather, which is marketing is good with a capital G, which is a little bit of a pun, you know, because it's both like effective marketing, you know, good marketing is impactful, but also that nonprofits doing effective marketing is a good thing. And that's partially because I think in the nonprofit sector, and to some degree, consumer sentiment in general, maybe uh, marketing and maybe more particularly advertising sometimes has this negative connotation to it. And so I guess that's where we're here to remind that effective marketing is you know, more effective mission, more effective delivery of value, more effective championing of the cause. So marketing is good, but the capital G is our tagline for that reason. And I guess that's one of the observations I would make is maybe sometimes in some nonprofits more than others, there is an aversion to the idea because perhaps the idea of marketing or advertising is viewed negatively and say, you know, we're trying to do good in the world. We don't want to do that, right? We're not trying to manipulate people. We're not trying to persuade people to do things they don't want to do or whatever negative connotations one might have around marketing. And I think there's a little bit of concern, maybe specifically with digital of like, oh, I don't want to be invading the privacy of the population mm -hmm. I'm trying to serve or the donors I'm trying to cultivate, right? So these are just some of the negative stigmas, perhaps, again, not everywhere but in some board meetings or in some staff meetings that we've observed in the sector. So again, I'm here to make the case that marketing is a good thing for a nonprofit to engage in. You know, use the tools and techniques to increase the good you're doing in the world. But you can't, let's just even focus in on marketing as an enablement of, of fundraising, right? So people can't donate if they haven't heard of you. They won't donate if they don't care about you or they don't care about the cause that you're trying to serve. They probably won't donate if you don't remind them, if you don't nurture a relationship with them, even if nurture relationship does not involve human interaction, just thinking about like nurturing through maybe a drip campaign of emails or retargeting ad that follows them into their Facebook newsfeed, but nurturing them in terms of building awareness over time, providing relevant information or messaging to them 
that over time makes them warm to your organization or your brand or your mission. And then they probably won't donate if you don't ever ask. And so you can, that ask can be executed through marketing as well. So even if you just look at, at fundraising, so people can't and won't donate if they don't know who you are, they don't care about your cause, they're unaware of the works you're doing, and you never actually make the ask. And, and all of that can be accomplished through effective digital marketing. So. Okay. I love that you walked <laughs> us through that. And you were saying this earlier as well, that there might be some resistance from the nonprofit sector around using marketing because it feels less personal or it's not the way that they have historically thought about relationship building. But everything that you just said, sort of walking through that nurturing experience that marketing can provide, everything you're saying makes me think and see that marketing can build a relationship between Absolutely. an entity and a person. So talk to me a little bit about that, because I think there's some mindset stuff in this sector that we need to rework around the role that marketing can play in relationship building. Absolutely. And this is not to say that digital marketing is a replacement for the role that like a major totally. gifts development officer would play in, in stewarding that type of one-to-one -one relationship. First off, if you ever have done an appeal that is a little bit like larger scale, one-to-many, if you were doing direct mail in the past, right? All of that, that's marketing and that's one-to-many marketing and just many of those things have converted to digital, but that's still what I'm referring to in marketing here is primarily one-to-many, which can be a complement to one-to-one -one activities and also can do some things that one-to-one -one activities can never do, right? Because it would not be rep core scalable. So I think marketing activity is particularly well suited for if you think about the stages of either a donor journey or just any type of user journey, consumer journey, buyer's journey, whatever. It starts with awareness. So reaching people, people even knowing that there exists, in this case, let's say a problem, the problem that your organization is trying to solve. And so by raising awareness and public interest communications, if you view it that way, that there is a challenge that your organization is solving. The next step, perhaps, is that your organization is solving it, so that your organization, your specific brand, maybe if we take an example of a local food bank, first would be raising awareness that there is food insecurity and hunger or poverty in one's local community. And next to that, this specific food bank exists in this community, is already doing great work. What are you doing? Then that gets in the next layer of detail, emphasizing the programs, emphasizing the three decades of involvement, emphasizing the volunteer as well as the staff that have deep community roots and engagement, right? And getting into more of that. And so then why contribute? Well, in order to keep doing these things, this is why. And all of that, again, you can envision ads in your Facebook newsfeed that help tell pieces of the story that highlight a stat. And you can envision an email and a series of emails that get ever more detailed to have a mix of imagery, video, and text that tell the story. You can think of on your Instagram feed, on your phone, you're seeing an auto-playing short video that has a testimonial from whomever in the community. And then eventually there is that ask and the ask driving to a very simple and optimized, hopefully, landing page with <laughs> a donation widget, right? That makes it very yeah. easy for one to contribute and support the cause. Hopefully that adds a little bit more specificity to it. I'll just kind of walk through. You can imagine that is still building a relationship. You're just doing it in a manner that hopefully many people are receiving that information at the same time or in parallel. They might be on slightly different timelines a week later, a month later, but you can have these evergreen types of campaigns running in parallel marketing campaigns, I guess, to draw a distinction there from mm. a fundraising campaign. And so if you set these things up, a lot of this can be done somewhat automated and you might be periodically checking in and tweaking, but you can have one set of marketing campaigns for that top of the funnel, right? Awareness. And you can have another for that middle of the funnel, engagement, nurturing, and then another once people match certain conditions, they've been to the website a certain number of times, they've opened a certain number of emails, then they start receiving either the email drip and or the ads that make the ask. 
And you can set all of that up so most of it can be fairly automated. And these across multiple channels we're talking to, right? Ads and email and website touch points. And so if you set this all up correctly, it is a personalized experience that is happening and that it is a journey of getting warmer and warmer, of nurturing, of applying ever more specific types of communication, whereas at the top, you're kind of being more broad and then you're getting more specific as you go. However, it's done one to many and it's done where people are on their own journey within this. And that's, I think, what effective digital marketing looks like. Yeah. Okay. You know, what's so interesting when you were walking through that, I started to think about all of the ways that there are relationships in my life that are strengthened through one to many channels. You know, I think, okay, I meet someone for the first time at a gathering, then we start to follow each other on social media. I start to see their posts, which are not directly to me, which are not personal, but I get a sense for who they are, what they care about, what they're doing. I start to see more alignment between me and that person. And I make some decisions subconsciously about how much I want to invest in that relationship, how much I want to get to know that person. Do I want to come then when they send me an invitation to something they're hosting? And so I think there's so many ways that we don't consider how we build deeper connection through one-to-many models of communication. And we think as nonprofits, oh, people don't want to hear from us or, oh, they want to, they don't want to see that story from us. And it's like, no, like this is how we are all building relationships these days. Absolutely. And that's a great way to tie it into how this can complement some more one-to-one or one-to-few activities. And so Perhaps what I was describing before could have been entirely one-to-many and entirely digital-based, but what you just highlighted is how that might be a perfect complement to someone who a one-to-few might be an in-person event that they're invited to. A one-to-one might be someone who has met with somebody from the development team and a potential major gift contribution, but they are also in between their one-to-one meetings, which might happen whatever, often once a month or once a quarter and so forth. They're still hopefully seeing those social media posts or they're seeing the emails that you're sending or they're seeing the ads that you're targeting with to kind of, again, nurture them. And think of like surround sound. Some people talk about this surround sound marketing where they're seeing you and they're hearing from you in multiple ways in an ongoing manner. And that might be punctuated by either in-person experiences, one-to-few or one-to-one meetings with members of the team. So even people who are kind of in your one-to-one high touch journey, which is not everybody, but that's a subset, would still, your organization would benefit, they would benefit from this type of marketing activity happening in parallel. Yes. And I think we really underestimate that because we think, oh, well, if I have a one-to-one relationship with them, then they shouldn't get all this other content because I'm managing the relationship with them. Or people worry about automated journeys for folks where they also have a personal communication with. And I think we underestimate how much we all realize these days that we can have one-on-one communication and be seeing one-to-many communication. And those are actually not in conflict with each other because there's transparency around that story is being shared on Instagram, on Facebook. That was not meant directly for me. And then when I get that personalized email, but it is something maybe I want to learn about or care about because I'm interested in building a relationship with this person, or I loved that last meeting with them, or it serves, as you were saying before, a prompt, a reminder to help drive me towards taking a certain action. Maybe I did get an individual email inviting me to the event, but then I forgot about it. I didn't buy the ticket. And now I'm seeing a social post about it or social ad about it. And that prompts me and reminds me to take that action. So I love that. 
And as you were walking through all the steps, what also really struck me is the opportunity. Like there are moments where I'm like, I want to go back and run an organization now because the last time I was running an organization where all of this would have been really helpful, there was not these types of capabilities. And there's just so much here around like how tools like this can increase your capacity. Like we think about capacity growth as humans, like adding another human to the team. And when I think about marketing, I'm like, marketing is the fundraising work, the messaging work, the community building work that you can grow without another team member. Like it is doubling you (laughs) as a human. And the other thing that I feel like it really strengthens fundraising teams and marketing teams with this type of marketing in particular is the data, like the data it provides. Like when you were walking through, you know, okay, they've had this many touch points and then they start to get entered into a drip campaign or they've done this type of behavior. And so then they start to get ask behavior and these types of technologies really provide like behavioral response where you can sort of like cue things up in that way and then collect data around how people's behavior or engagement ultimately impacted those conversion rates too, right? Absolutely. So making all of that visible, that's usually the first place to start is, can you see what's happening? By having a tool that brings multiple channels into one place, that also makes it a lot easier as opposed to needing to log into three separate platforms or different marketing tools. And then you also can't have duplication. So that's part of the value of having like a marketing platform all in one, or at least most in one type of solution. Part of the benefit of of digital marketing should be that it is very clear to see what's happening. That should be one of the benefits. And I think not every organization has experienced that over the last five to 10 years, despite the explosion in in digital activity, Mm -hmm. because things have been disparate or things have been confusing, or it's been technically challenged to set things up correctly. I think the technology has gotten better, has gotten easier. And also to bring it back to why we exist, uh, having something that's purpose-built, designed for the sector and the use cases that are at play for the complementary technologies, you know, what do we integrate with? What do our customers tend to use? And that's part of it as well. I mean, getting back to your point about capacity, you can think about, this is the best analogy, but people built houses before power tools, but they took a lot longer and they weren't as good or they were way more expensive to build. And now you can build them faster, better, cheaper because power tools increase the efficiency of workers and also not just increase efficiency, but increase the efficacy. Like in some cases, like you can lift more weight than ever could have been lifted in the past. It's not just doing the same tasks faster. It might be things that literally could never have been done without the right tool. There's some translation of that, I'd be fair to say, around technology as an enabler for marketing. You can do things that were literally not possible before the technology, but also you can do some of the same things easier, faster. You can see more, so having greater visibility, particularly into things like conversion rates, into steps of the journey where people are dropping off, into testing messaging. So much quicker, you can start seeing what works, like running an A-B test about different calls to action or different messaging that you want to try. So you should be able to learn more and more quickly because you can see, again, greater visibility and you can run tests much more affordably than perhaps in the past, particularly as compared to things like direct mail or to things like TV, radio, billboards, things that were very slow and expensive to run experiments around. So, you know, the nonprofit market from a business perspective is not always the easiest place to be. So I always have to believe that the people who are here building products, building businesses for this sector, like really love this sector and really believe in it and want to see it thrive. And so what are your like deep hopes for the sector? What are some things you're excited about? What are some things you're nervous about? Just what are you thinking about for this space right now? 
Yeah, that's absurd. Sure. Wouldn't be anywhere else and would love that some of our legacy is leveling the playing field between the folks doing good in the world. It's not you know, good versus evil necessarily, but whether a nonprofit would think so or not, you are competing against Coca-Cola, against music festivals, against anything that marketing and advertising that is consuming attention, that is fighting for attention of the same people, right? And so I think that's part of, again, our motivation is bringing these techniques, these technologies, these best practices to organizations that are doing so much good in the world and trying to help them more effectively compete for attention and for dollars in this busy and crowded and overstimulated world that we live in. And our goal is to try to level the playing field a bit there. So that's definitely part of our motivation here. I love that. Okay, any final things you want to make sure we leave folks with? And I will make sure all the links are below to learn more about Feather. Go check out, do a demo. But any final words for everyone? I'll just reiterate the the marketing is good thing, right? This mm-hmm. this is a force multiplier of mission, of programs, of fundraising. That's what we believe marketing is and should be at a nonprofit. It's something that is very positive and helpful. And that's what we're here to make happen. Amazing. Thank you for everything you do to support the sector. I'm really grateful. Right back at you, Mallory. All right, I learned a lot from this episode, and here are some of my favorite takeaways. Number one, embrace the idea that marketing is good for nonprofits, as it can lead to more effective mission delivery and increased support for your cause. Number two, create a personalized donor journey using a mix of one-to-many and one-to-one communication methods, incorporating social media posts, email campaigns, and targeted ads. Number three, optimize your website with an easy to use donation widget to encourage donations and support for your cause. You did a lot of work to get them there. So let's make sure we're optimizing that donation page too. Number four, leverage the power of video imagery and storytelling to build connections with donors and showcase the impact of your nonprofit's work. Number five, periodically review and tweak your marketing campaigns to ensure they remain effective and relevant to your audience. Number six, consider integrating in-person events and meetings with your digital marketing efforts to create a more surround sound marketing experience for your donors. And lastly, I really suggest utilizing a marketing software specifically designed for nonprofits like Feather if you're feeling overwhelmed with this whole concept. A partner like that can help you grow your online presence through website analytics, targeted digital advertising, and email marketing automation. Okay, for additional takeaways and tips inside this episode, head on over to malloryerickson.com backslash podcast to grab the full show notes and resources now. You'll also find more information there about Aiden and Feather. Thank you for spending this time with us today. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you would give it a rating and review and share it with a friend. I'm so grateful for all of my listeners and the good hard work you're doing to make our world a better place. And if you miss me between episodes, stop by and say hello on Instagram under what the fundraising underscore. Have a great day and I'll see you tomorrow for the next episode in this mini series.
Hey you, I hope you're loving all the free value you're getting right now from our guest. And speaking of free value, I've raised millions in the nonprofit space without sacrificing my integrity or my alignment. And I'm sharing how I did it in my free webinar, how to harness the power of prioritization to raise more without burning out. Go to MalloryErickson.com backslash workshop to register for the free training right now. I cannot wait to see you there.